0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. It happened one night during spring break when I was in college. And during that semester, I was studying abroad in Israel. So for that spring break with a few friends from that group, we went down to tour the country of Egypt. And as we had made our way all the way across the Sinai Peninsula and into Cairo and down almost to Sudan, we were starting our uh, journey home. And I was on a bus between the cities of Luxor and Hurghada. And if you're like, where in the world is that? Well, on this bus, I was basically in the middle of nowhere. Uh, to, driving from uh, basically a city along the Nile River to the coast of the Red Sea. And this was kind of off the beaten path as far as tourists went. This isn't a place that normal tourists from Europe that were going to Egypt to spend lots of money went. This was maybe a route taken by poor American college students who didn't have all the luxuries but wanted to try some different things. And so there we were on this bus and you're looking around and uh, you don't recognize the language that it's being spoken. You can't really understand. People don't look like you. It gets dark on this bus. You're out in the middle of nowhere, so you can't see anything. But even if you could, you wouldn't see anything. And that particular night, I started not feeling well. I was starting to get these kind of intense stomach pains. Who knows what, what, just eating different foods in Egypt. And so I found a more open seat in the back of the bus to try to lay down and get get some rest, maybe start feeling better. And about that point, they turned on music in the bus. Uh, Now this music uh, sounded a lot like, you know, if you've ever heard a Muslim call to prayer, there weren't a lot of instruments. It was just kind of this chanty song uh, in Arabic. So I don't understand a word that is going on. And basically in that moment, I felt about as far away from home as I had ever felt in my life. I had never had such an experience that felt so foreign. To me. But it was in that moment that one particular psalm came to my mind. And that is Psalm 139, which we read today in our Old Testament reading. And that's where you're probably not listening to this on a bus in a foreign country as you're not feeling well and you're surrounded by people that can't understand you and you can't understand. But we all go through different situations in life that don't feel like home. Uh, maybe you are in some uh, situation where physically you feel distant from people that you love and care about. Or maybe you're just in a situation where you feel isolated. Or maybe you look out at the world and you feel like the world is changing so fast and in not a good direction around you that you you even, you start to feel more and more like a foreigner in your own home, in your own city, in your own country, right? Because of all that you see going on around you. And no matter how you're feeling on that front today, Psalm 139 will have something to say to us. It begins, Oh Lord, If I say the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as a light with you. And so some of those words really uh, connected with me that literally dark night on that bus in Egypt, but that's where uh, sometimes it might just be the circumstances of our life that uh, feel dark. And even you, you sense there, especially in those opening verses, David senses not just God's knowledge of of wherever he is. But God also senses what is going on inside David. God sees everything. He knows our circumstances. He knows where we are. We can't run away from him, but even we can't hide on the inside from him. He knows our thoughts. Uh, he, He knows our feelings. He knows our emotions. He knows what we are going through and therefore we can say with david in verse 6 such knowledge is too wonderful for me it is high i cannot attain it and then it goes on and uh, th- these are verses that probably have come up in our cultural context lately with all the news about uh, abortion in the supreme court but you think of verse 13 for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb well, we would just think of the creative act of god In conception and in forming the child there in the mother's womb, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And again, you get worship here. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. So again, even though we might experience hard things, even though we might be in some situations that really feel foreign, there should be a sweetness that comes from knowing God, from knowing his presence, from knowing that, yeah, God sees my mind and my emotions and my experiences. God is with me wherever I go. And it started with him forming me in the womb and it continues until now. Uh, We can say with verse 17, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I am awake and I am still with you. And so I hope those thoughts encourage you today, no matter where you're listening to this podcast from, and you could take that geographically, physically, you could take that emotionally, no matter what emotions you're feeling as you listen to this podcast today, God is there, God knows, God sees, and we can think through uh, just all of these things in a way that should cause us to worship and should cause us to praise God. The Lord. Now, there's two other things to note at the end of this psalm that I think will help us understand this. It goes from just kind of this peaceful uh, reflections in verse 19 to, "Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me." Uh, and so now it's like, "Whoa, what's what's going on here?" We go from God, you know me inside and out, to God, slay the wicked. Uh, what's what's going on with? that. And so as we consider that, we we need to remember what's likely the context for this psalm. The context is likely David experiencing difficulty from enemies. Maybe David even is on the run, uh, which is why he's reflecting on no matter where I am. We don't know the circumstances, but clearly there's a thought here of the wicked. And that's one of the things that makes this psalm so comforting and to David is there's this contrast of God knows me, but then there's this persecution from the the wicked. So that should bring another level of comfort that uh, while we see wicked people doing wicked things, we know that God knows us. He sees us. He is with his people and he will someday judge the wicked. But then that leads to one more thought in verse verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so as you think through that, we need to realize that thought that God is with us and especially that God knows our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, that is part comforting. It is also should be uh, at least convicting because God knows what you're thinking. And sometimes what we're thinking isn't right. And sometimes what we're feeling even is not right. And so uh, we cry out to God, search me and know me. Uh, We want to lean into God being present with us and take all the comfort from that. But we know as we do that, God, take away any sin in my own heart, in my own life. God, I don't want to be like these wicked that you will judge. So a lot to get from Psalm 139 today. Hopefully we're comforted. Hopefully we're convicted and hopefully we are filled with worship like David was when he wrote that Psalm. Uh, in also in the Old Testament today, we're continuing in first Chronicles. Again, we talked more about this yesterday, but just think through the organization that your church uh, has. And so we're seeing people organized for the service in the temple. Today, reflecting on the priests and how they were instructed and organized to serve. But now we also start another epistle in the New Testament. As we left Paul, he was finishing up ministry in Corinth and beginning to head back to Antioch. And on that second missionary journey that we've kind of just uh, wrapped up our reading about, uh, one of the places he went was Thessalonica. And that is where even they were accused of having turned the world upside down. He didn't seem that he was able to stay there long. He left due to persecution. However, uh, some guys were left behind to do the work. And it seems that uh, God was doing something there in Thessalonica. It was experiencing opposition, but Paul wants to write to them now and encourage them. So again, as you start the book of Thessalonians, remember, this is a letter that's written to a church that Paul has previously and recently had a hand in starting. And you get a sense in that chapter one really, um, Uh, praises God for how they responded to the gospel message and how they received it, not as the word of men, but as the word of God. And that's what we should pray for as we seek to share the gospel. That's what you should pray for, for your church. But it's interesting to note that because of what happened in them, it says there in verse seven, it says, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia, Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we do not need to say anything that this word of what had happened there was starting to spread. And that's one thing I want you to note and even pray for as you read that first chapter of Thessalonians is many times uh, gospel conversations or people getting saved or churches getting started can have massive ripple effects, right? Where one person talking to somebody else about the gospel and that person getting saved, Then that word starts to spread and the gospel gets shared more and more people get saved. So let that just be an encouragement to you to share the gospel because you don't know. You might just feel like, man, I'm throwing a pebble into the ocean, but you don't know what, what ripples that could create and how some of those ripples could turn into waves that do more way more than you might ever even anticipate or realize. But as we begin to read more of this letter to the Thessalonians, let's remember how it started with uh, some guys being faithful to spread the word and even how that started small in Thessalonica of all places. they were. Con- They were accused of having turned the world upside down. May that motivate us to serve the Lord today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.